thus far and no further. He wasn't an actual relative, just a once close family friend who'd emigrated and drifted away. He'd been absent so long from family gatherings, she'd almost forgotten her horrors. No, that's not true. They were always with her. She'd forgotten to worry afresh about them. So when they walked into the house, she was just staggered. He looked as handsome as she remembered. Astounding how his black and evil heart wasn't reflected in his silver hair, his still beautiful hands and his disarmingly dimpled chin. His mousy wife was as non-existent as ever. Even looking her straight in the face, you couldn't describe a single feature. In a moment, he was surrounded and there were vigorous backslaps and joyful hugs. Old friends vowed he hadn't changed a bit for all it had been 20 years or more and he tossed his silvery mane back in his trademark hearty laugh. When her mother called her, she made herself smile and wave briefly and noticed the flash of a disapproving frown on her mother's face. But even that had taken some doing. All the jollity was leached out of the day for her and she felt her soul closing in protectively on itself. She watched as he worked his way smoothly through the room. The refusal to bow at his altar had been a mistake, she now saw. He would surely take it as a challenge. She was about to leave when one of the preteens caught her. You promised to teach us a dance and we are all ready, so are you coming now? It was as good a reason to go as any and she allowed herself to be pulled away. But she knew a hungry hound would never be so easily fobbed off. It was only later when he and the brown mouse came to the practice area with the unsuspecting Jaya auntie that she realized she'd led him straight to the honey pot. The youngsters had no qualms about rehearsing in front of strangers. At their age, she couldn't have been coaxed to do a single step. But this lot was cool, confident of their abilities. It was a short routine, which was to premiere that very night before dinner. And the fun at the practices was as much a part of the deal as the praise and rah-rahs after the performance. Naturally, he requested a preview. But though the young ones would have been willing, she blocked them with her body and refused. He could see it later with everyone else. His eyes narrowed and gleamed with delight and his smile was openly gloating. It will be a pleasure to look forward to, he said. And a tremor of suppressed hatred ran through her. How long are you here? she asked as innocently as she could. And he winked knowingly but declined to reply. Unfortunately for him, Jayanti took up the refrain and the fat brown mouse felt compelled to admit 
they'd have to leave at first light the next morning. She was relieved. It was short. But the girls would have to be watched every minute till then. Throwing a last lingering look over his shoulder at the girls, not her, he left, raising the anxiety in her to screaming Max. She'd noticed his smarmy eye hone in on Vidya and she pulled every trick in the book to keep her escorted, occupied and away. First the rehearsals, of course. Then she sent Vidya with two of the others to join the boys who were picking up the flowers. When the girls tried to get out of it, saying the boys could handle it, she reminded them that those idiots wouldn't know a rose from a dahlia and they'd laughingly given in. That took care of a few hours. She was watching for their return and waited only for the girls to join the gaggle before she sashayed in casually and asked them to help her decide what to wear. The rambunctious wardrobe planning extended from her to each of the youngsters themselves and they were all together and no one could have pulled any of them away during that very girly session. She'd seen him floating past the perimeter a few times but he hadn't been able to make a breakthrough and had gone away quietly each time. When Sanjay came to tell her that Grandpapa was summoning her She was madly suspicious. She quizzed him. But he had no idea and even less interest. Grandpapa had called her and he'd just passed on the message. She tried to put him on guard duty. She said, Watch these girls and don't let any of them stray till I return. I'll be back as soon as I can. Don't ask why. Please just do it, Sanjay. It's very important. But he tossed her off with a, You must be crazy. Do I look like a jail warden to you? and stalked off. He was nowhere in sight. It raised a dozen red flags. But what option did she have? What could he do in broad daylight and all the girls together? She'd be back in a jiffy, she reasoned. So she told the girls not to go anywhere. They could have another quick rehearsal since their dance needed a bit more polish. She dared not single out Vidya. She didn't want to frighten the child. She was still just a child. Perhaps there was safety in numbers, she prayed. She ran off, searching for Grandpapa, and discovered him fast asleep in his own room and knew immediately she'd been had. Sanjay had been fooled, but she'd been the biggest bloody fool of all. She ran back manically to the girls, and instantly missed Vidya's shining presence. The black that descended on her almost dropped her to her knees, but she fought it viciously. They couldn't be far. She'd find them. She couldn't countenance not finding them. Fear lent her feed speed, and she ran furiously all over the house. Nowhere. People were watching, but she had no time to explain. Her throat was in a spasm, and her whole body was on fire. She raced to an upstairs window to scan the outside and the blood pounded in her head so she was seeing everything through a throbbing red veil. She couldn't believe she'd let this happen. She was the only one who'd known it would happen and she'd been hotly committed to preventing it and still... (gasps) She's 
scanned the parked cars. He'd use one of those. At least, that used to be his style. Which one? A scream flew out of her mouth as she saw them. Just the flash of his white shirt on the driver's side and the green of Vidya's dress on the passenger side. God alone knows how she'd spied that in the sea of cars. She ran, screaming, her feet flying over the ground in sheer terror. Behind her, though she didn't have the wit to know it, a stream of people. Her panic had been too evident and too real. She was running to the passenger side when the door opened in a rush and Vidya flung herself out onto the tarmac shouting, You dirty old creep! How dare you! In a trice, she was at the girl's side. And by the time he came around the car and put on his innocent uncle face, she was standing, panting like a pulsating wall between Vidya and him. She stuck out her right hand in front of her and said in a voice she didn't know she had, No further! He tried to laugh it away, but she was firm. Silent, unmoving, and firm. And not alone. The aunties and cousins, her mother, her grandmother, and Vidya's friends had formed a solid phalanx. No one was speaking. They must all have heard Vidya's shriek. In the dying light of the evening sun, in that maze of cars in the packed parking lot, they stood, fifteen or seventeen of them, in silence, in contempt, and in rage. She, in front, with her right hand still extended, Vidya tucked carefully behind her and sandwiched in by the wall of women. The mouse crept up to him, took his hand and started to pull him away. She seemed to know this was the only thing to do. He'd still been hoping to brazen it out with his not inconsiderable charm. A silent, furious army of men and boys marched them on their way shoved them into their car and pushed it out of the car park and down the road before he could even get it started. By the time they turned around, the women had formed into a tight huddle right there in the car park, with Vidya and her at the centre. The young girl knew she dodged a bullet and turned into her mother's arms and they clung to each other in shuddering relief. She felt the soft embrace of her own mother. I'm so sorry, my darling. I'm so sorry. Her mother whispered tearfully in her ear. You didn't know, Mama. I didn't let you know. She enfolded her shattered, guilty mother in her own strong arms and soothed her with her loving embrace. She felt the tight bands around her chest burst open dramatically and she could breathe freely again. Big gulps of air entered her body, bringing energy and strength. She felt powerful and courageous and strangely taller. Something inside her that she hadn't even known to be crumpled and beaten had pulled itself up to its full height and she towered over her former self feeling light and strong and free. White wings seemed to unfold from her 
and embrace all the women who stood around and beside her young vidya her aunts her cousins and nieces her mother and even her grandmother she lifted her voice and called out with determined jollity one hour to show time girls and the mesmeric thrall of fear was broken and the women and girls tumbled busily back into the building to get on with the brave business of joyful living the rest could wait till later Thank you.